Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 185 of the Department of Defense. I'm joined by Miles. Yes. And as always, Carlos. Always. See, Miles, all you need to do to be first is sit right there. Because I always go my left. I, I've done that before, and you've skipped right over. Well, that was on well, purpose. That was made on a purpose. Big deal because you made a really big deal yeah. about it. All right. I, uh, I, and I, then special guests. We have the we have some of the taproom travelers, not all of them. Um, uh, the important ones. We have the important ones. I actually I'm going to let them introduce themselves because they'll do a much better job at it than I will. Oh God, sure. probably. So. Not. Uh, <laughs> Let's start with Adam over there. Absolutely. All right. I am Adam. I am the resident Canadian of the group. And Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. Not, huh? not really from Canada, but uh, from northern Minnesota. So they Close dub enough. It, they dub it Canada. <laughs> and then I'm Andy. I'm the quiet one. I don't normally talk, but here I am. Well, you're on an audio-only podcast, so I right. really hope you're going to talk yeah. some. Otherwise, this is going to be a shit show. Well, I got socially lubricated before we got here, so it should be a little bit better than normal. And I'm Landon. I'm, I'm kind of the voice of uh, Taproom Travelers, but, uh, you know, master of many things. Um Master of many things, a master of, of none. Things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just listen to the voice, though. Oh. He, has, oh, he has the don't, voice don't, for radio. Don't, don't, don't look at my face. Yeah. But well, no, he has the listen. face and the voice for radio. Yeah, I've got a face for radio, is right. That's why he started a podcast, not a YouTube channel. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah. So if you guys, if you guys are listening live now at uh, youtube.com slash studios. Carlos is attempting to find the chat. It's but not popping up. He's incompetent. <laughs> it's not <laughs> popping up. Carlos, literally, you go to youtube.com com slash blind news studios yep right on the page yep and i see all the uploads that we have done before is it going to be the last one i can see it right now yep fine we're going to take a break right now <laughs> i don't know all right uh before we get too deep here i want to give a shout out to uh our patrons on patreon.com specifically our zach belt patron zach zabloski uh, if you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Or you can click on the Patreon link on our homepage at blindnewstudios.com. So, Miles, what have you been up to since the last time you've been on the you, It's been, what, a month? Two months since you've been it, on the show? It's been probably about four or five weeks at least, yeah. Okay. Um, primarily just being a domesticated person these days. Now, um... <clears throat> been playing D&D on Saturdays with my brother, his girlfriend, and... What, uh, what edition? 3-5. It's the only thing you'll ever hear That's me bullshit. Playing. You can stop talking about that right now. We don't need it to hear not. about... We've <laughs> invested 500-plus dollars over the years. We're not changing. Yeah, but you sometimes... And sometimes, go over to the 5th edition, because that's the important Sometimes you've got to move on, though. All right. Carlos, are you on Facebook right now? Because I can send you the link. Yeah, I can go on Facebook. Actually, if you can go on Facebook, you can find the link on our uh, Facebook page. Well, that's way too much. Yeah. Sorry, guys. He's incompetent. So, uh, how, so you just keep playing three point five. You see, that's the thing. Like, if you keep playing three point five, like, you just like, can you mix things up enough that you keep things new and fresh? Uh, well, we're doing something relatively new, like all random encounters. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, we've never really done that before. My brother has. Wait, how do you do? Uh, so you're just you, he has a table that he's rolling. Yeah, he has or? a table he rolls from that are all like you know, region appropriate, so it's not like we're going to find 
aberrations in a desert or something random. But um, normally my, my older brother, our original Game Master, has been very, very extremely good about coming up with well-developed and long-term storylines. My brother kind of has one, but it's mostly like, here, fight some bad guys. And we do, and it's really hard, but we win, and we get a lot of experience points. <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I could never do the random encounter, because generally it's like, you know, what sounds interesting here? I do that. And that's... And sometimes it works, sometimes Carlos, they die. no, you do what's called the bullshit encounter. No, Where some, you don't let us heal up between encounters. I'm sorry. Listen to Tabletop Travels, and you can hear my entire rant. Sometimes. <laughs> every single time. No, it's got to be challenging. Sometimes. You can't rest between every That was encounter. not challenging, that was bullshit. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe you guys didn't, like, blow up every airship I sent after you. <laughs> we only did that with a moonbeam, man. It was fine. <laughs> Do you guys play D and D at all? No. <laughs> I, Good I, call. I, Good I've, call. I've been married and had kids for far too long to get involved in the D and D. It's good so fucking then call. I yeah. just it sound like the the nerd with no. <laughs> well, you are. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but it's even worse for people who aren't in the know. Yeah. True. I have a lot to, of friends that do it, but yeah, I just haven't gotten around to... <laughs> yeah, I understand Dungeons & Dragons, but it's it's one of those things where you go, well, that time is gone. <laughs> uh, you know, family, and uh, I, I get beer. So beer beer is now my vice, and that's pretty much it. See, we turned it into a show so we could justify <laughs> so it. So did we. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did beer and D&D. So well, we got well that. yeah. yeah. And, you know, we, we Usually at the same time. Just beer. Baptist, <laughs> <laughs> anything else, Miles? Uh, mostly just work, putting just in work. extra hours. Yeah. End of the year, you know, try and push as much product out the door, which means they've been asking us to come in all the extra days. So I've been working at least six days a week. Pretty much November, December. Very exciting. Yeah. Is what a lot of people would say. I don't find that exciting at all. <laughs> it's good money. Hey, that's good. Yeah. All right. At least you got something there. All right. I have a positive. Money for beer. Yes. Uh, Carlos, what have you been up to? Uh, not too much. There hasn't been a whole lot going on lately. Uh, I just played some video games, but nothing that really stand stood out. Uh, we played we played a bunch of that uh, Galactic... Uh, Imperial Assault. That board game, uh, yes, Imperial Assault, yep. for... Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, we played it just the other day at Jake Tom's place. And yep. It's a fun board game to play. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You guys were dicks, fucking rebels. Well, yeah. Goddamn terrorists over there. Like, we kicked your ass one map by a lot, and then, like, uh, the other map, like, we it was the we had done it before, where we were like, all of a sudden, like, oh, you have seven turns to go to three different places with three different characters, and there's a walker now. And <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I had to throw the entire might of the Empire behind Fucking Trandoshans. <laughs> Everywhere. I don't think I've... Just because you can't afford Trandoshans doesn't mean shit. <laughs> All right. Um, I haven't been up to what uh, shit. What have I been up to this week? I got sick. Uh, New Year's. Yeah. Did we did, did, we did a show on New Year or no? We did a show on Monday, which I thought was Sunday, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't go to bed until six a.m. You on lost Sunday. a day. You lost a day, which was fine because because <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't gonna be back in time for it, the show anyway. Yeah, well, it, it vanished. I I was standing upstairs in a dark room, being like, it's like yeah, but I texted you and I was like, hey man. We're moving the show to tomorrow because I just woke up and it's 4.30. It seemed like as the clock ticked over to the new year, my messaging just stopped. Okay. I, I don't think I've actually gotten a text message. That, that's a bill that you have to pay? 
It comes out automatically. I wouldn't have been able to call you. I called you twice before I got here. <laughs> no, I honestly don't know uh, yeah. what's going on. Yeah, no. So, uh, so, yeah. So I got sick because I drank too much and didn't sleep. And then I slept too much. So I'm not sure which one made me sick. I'm going to go with slept too much. That seems like the right answer there. Uh, and then, I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of chilled all week. Uh, AGDQ, uh, Awesome Games yeah. Done Quick, started this week. so Or started today, so I watched some of that. Donated Ocar- towards that. That Ocarina of Time run that they did. Today. Yeah, they, and they did the 3DS one instead of the N64 run. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you not in the video game uh, scene, uh, Awesome Games Done Quick is a charity run that they do every year. It lasts from uh, Sunday to Sunday? Or is it Sunday to yeah, Saturday? Sunday to Sunday. Sunday to Sunday. Uh, and they stream uh, 24 hours each day. And it's all the best speedrunners, which are the people who can beat the game in the fastest time. Uh, and uh, like you donate towards... Uh, it's a anti-cancer. Yeah, it's, can- it's cancer for, research. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It's really it's really fun to watch because it's these people who are just stupid good at games that came out before they were born. Like, <laughs> well, we were watching the Ocarina run, and he was doing it on a 3DS. So, like, the, not only it was already different from the normal thing version that people generally speed run, and then he messed up at a point in the game. So he's like, "All right, well, I'm going to have to do this whole run that I had planned out like in advance." differently now so he just came up with a different way on the spot that he was going to have to do everything and because people have like figured out the game so well like at this point like where he just had they have he had memorized like yeah. what he has to do next oh uh, the one that will always stick out of my mind is there's this 15 year old kid who is playing battle toads on the nes oh, <laughs> blindfolded <laughs> oh Jesus. i know right yeah and he fucking did it wait wait <laughs> even the bike level yeah even the bike level that's not possible I can't beat the bike level. <laughs> then again, I'm bad at games, but still. <laughs> I can play it blindfolded, but I wouldn't do good. Yeah, no, but he beat the game blindfolded. Like, how do you, on NES, and that game or that game came out 20 years before he was born. <laughs> I, so after that speedrun, did you just drop the mic or something? Like, I, I don't. They gave uh, for like two drops. <laughs> I just stopped watching. I was like, I'm not good at anything. I need to stop playing games. Like, just give up on everything. Never going to be that good. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty been. That's pretty much it. Uh, we spent. So much time, because apparently there were seven of you guys coming tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, we, 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 we drop off fast. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Carlos and I were like, we got to get it ready. We're going to try to fit everybody around the table. Miles texts he's like, can I be on the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it went. <laughs> we just didn't have enough space. And then Pete dropped out. So, I mean, we drop out just as fast. Well, you know, if, if the Packers would have just done us justice and dropped out of the playoffs like they were supposed to, we would have been fine. Careful there. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's a Minnesota guy. <laughs> You're on the wrong side of the border, bud. I'm on the right side of the table, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
We've got two Vikings fans yeah. and, a, and an I don't care. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, you got three I don't cares on this but, side, but yeah. because we're in Wisconsin, we have to say one thing. So. Oh, well. Whoa, whoa, yeah, right? whoa. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> that way, when you go out in public, you can go, I'm a Packer fan. Oh, yeah. well, I don't know. Like, well, our one Packer fan is in New York City this weekend. And he found a fucking Packer bar. Yeah. <laughs> they have those all over well, the place. Well, uh, that's My sister was in London for a semester of college, and she still found a Packer bar in London. Wow. Pe- Packer Why? Well, that's because that's all they have. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else. <laughs> when football season's oh. over, it's, it's kind of the doldrums, you know, where you yeah. go, oh, no well, more I mean, football. You, you could, you, I guess you could support the <clears throat> Brewers. <laughs> They try. <laughs> they really do. I I know I know some supposed Brewer fans. You know, uh, they, they go and tailgate, they get drunk, baseball happens. Nobody knows whether they won or not. But I don't know end, if I've ever it, seen the end of a baseball game, and I'm I guess <clears throat> technically a twins fan because those are the guys I, I go to I, see. I am a yeah. I am a twins fan. Uh you know, but I, I stay to the end of the game. And I'm oh, I don't because like the the whole like driving situation there's going to be backed right, up like right, yeah. leave it the seventh you got a good idea at that point usually uh, i stay downtown oh, you know okay. just just stay downtown yeah yeah though i will go see the fighting fish in town because you can just buy a case of linies at the concession stand i don't know there you go the way yeah. i see it back the way i see it like uh <laughs> like i was a vikings fan for quite a while when i was younger and uh, the way I see, it, like, it's good that the Vikings don't make the pl- whenever the whenever the Vikings don't make the playoffs because you're saving yourself from a lot of dis- disappointment. <laughs> my cousin <laughs> is that my cousin was diehard Vikings, but then switched over to the Lions because he said at least there was no expectations. I do have to say the I, benefit I get, of growing up as a Vikings fan, <laughs> yeah, I though, get that. you grow up with Used a to great loss. sense of humility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that, that's well, a that's word the thing. for it. You yeah. know, humble humbleness is good. Yeah. So well, honestly, that's one of the best things I like about the whole Packer versus Viking, you know, dichotomy because it's at least fun and yeah. humorous. Talk about Packers and the Bears, and it's like legitimate animosity. I hate you. Go away. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but that translates into baseball too, where you know the Milwaukee Chicago thing is is just you know there's a lot of fighting. I mean, there's fighting in the stands, fighting in the outside too. And I go, yeah, that doesn't exist between the Twins. You know, there's there's no f- fighting. You know, there's yeah, there's there's no it, baseball team that anybody. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, you hate the other guy, but you know, once the game's over, you go, huh. Yeah, well, I mean, even if you're going to like a Viking or a Viking Packer game somewhere, I, sure. I've never seen any like real fights anywhere. It's usually too everybody's too drunk to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, and and, the, and those of us that don't get drunk, or if you are drunk, you don't fight. You know, yeah. you, just, you just walk out of the stadium. You go, eh, no. Well, day. that's the thing that. Happens. Well, that's that. That's that. The, the weird thing is that I never realized until uh, my coworker uh, moved up here. Uh, he was from Illinois. That they don't give a shit about the Vikings over there. No, like, it's not just at all. it's just Packers yeah. Bears. And I'm like, what are you worried about with the Bears? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they haven't done anything since '85. <laughs> at least the Vikings have made it to the playoffs. They've done some stuff. Not really ever a Super Bowl, but they've done things. <laughs> you know. <laughs> They've they've done things, <laughs> you know. Blessed are the poor in spirit, yeah. for they shall inherit the end. Zone. That's that's right. 
Like, I'm not as big of a fan of football as I used to be, but, like, nowadays, like, the only thing I'll even care about is, like, the Packer and Vikings if they fight. And, like, then I'll actually vote for the, I'll, I'll root for the Vikings, some Vikings, so. Yeah. You know, other, other than that, like, I'm just not interested. Since, since moving to Wisconsin, you know, when I lived in South Dakota, it, it wasn't really a thing. You know, there's Packer fans out there. There's there's Bronco fans. You know, it, obviously, it's this, this ambiguous area where there's going to be fans from everywhere. There's Chiefs fans. There's, you know, Vikings, Packers, uh, Bears, all that other stuff. So nobody really really cares all that much you know people go and watch games together and and just kind of be together and uh you know there wasn't really this fighting but when i moved here and i married into a family that is super like packer fan it's almost a religion yeah like that's and, really but, not a joke. But, no, it but, is. But to the point where you don't have to know anything about the team at all. <laughs> you or, don't. Or no, you don't. No, you don't. You You're just, just like you just know green that. is good. Yeah, go, go, Pat, go. Who's who's the? Where's the, the chili? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have some beer and some chili? And then, and then it just kind of goes from there. Nobody. And my mother-in-law is probably the worst of it all. But I, I can watch, <laughs> and she's and probably listening. She she might be listening. She's not, she's not listening. No. Uh, even if she sees this in the future, it's fine. I mean, if Carlos she's, had a hard time figuring out how to get on the website, no, yeah. like I, I got yeah. the thing was I just couldn't find like it wasn't popping up for me on the actual. Carlos, homepage. that's because you are internet retarded. I'm my, sorry. If, I was on the right page. If Carlos can't find it, my mother-in-law won't be able to either. So we're all right. <laughs> Oh, no, he was in uh, Microsoft Word. <laughs> <laughs> was Clippy helpful? <laughs> of course, he's always helpful. Or did you change Clippy to Einstein? <laughs> well, he, 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 well, Clippy was asking me if, he, if, if I was trying to write a, uh, a cover letter or anything like that. But, uh, <laughs> You're like, no! <laughs> Clippy, partner... bring me to a YouTube channel. What's YouTube? What's YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> Clippy's last note was, stop using Comic Sans. <laughs> I second that. That's Never. a good note. <laughs> Can All we right, so we're going to bounce off uh, sports for a minute. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> and uh, let's talk about some beer. So uh, going around the table right now, um, because I thought there were 10 of us, I bought three bombers. So drink up, guys. You're very generous. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have some double dry hop pseudo Sue going around. Uh, you guys know that pseudo Sue is like in my top five of favorite Jesus. pale ales. Uh, we've done the uh, Galaxy Double Dry Hop and the Mosaic Double Dry Hop. This is Citra Double Dry Hop Pseudo Sue. I might have never guessed. Right. <laughs> you can. You can. It reeks of Citra. It's, yes, it does. It's brutal. Uh, Topland Goliath is in Decora, Iowa. Uh, this is an American Pale Ale. It comes in at five point eight percent ABV, uh, and this is the first. Uh, time I've seen their new logo because they redid their entire branding thing so they have like this red band going around it and I'm not sure if I like it do you miss the old ones Kinda. <laughs> Change is terrible. You know, Change you is know, the worst. It, it, would, it would almost your keyser? It would almost make sense that they had gone from this. Do you have some of the old labels from the beginning? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh yeah. It, you know, if they would have started with this in the beginning. Well, and that would have made way more sense. Yeah, started with this and then gone to the other way, where it was like right. more. Uh, but their their old logo, like, wasn't bad. No, so no. Their 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 rebranding thing didn't make any sense to me because there I 
They didn't I mean, need to rebrand. They didn't need to. <laughs> like, it seemed unnecessary. Maybe they I just, feel like Clark was just like, we need to change something. Like, maybe it was more along the lines of they wanted, like, Toppling Goliath. Like, before, like, it was like you mostly just saw, like, the name of the beer and, like, not the name of, like, the maker, Toppling Goliath. Like, they just had, like, a, what was it, like, just a little symbol on the... the well, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody can look at the kegerator and figure that out. <laughs> like, there's TG logos on the top of it, so. Yeah, like, for or the, on the side. But, of like, it. I think for the most part, like, Toppling Goliath wasn't, like, a big part of the label. Like, now, like, it's like you can't really miss it as you can't. Easy. Yeah, you can't miss that it's Toppling Goliath. Yeah, the TG, I think, in the old one was, was yeah. the, the main focus rather than, you know. Getting rid of all the yeah, extra color. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it almost looks like the art was hand drawn, whereas this is a little bit more comic booky. Looking. Yeah, uh, well, Pseudo Sue has always kind of had that, well, the at least the, the the double dry hop stuff has always had this kind of uh, look to it. Cause, oh. Well, yeah, because uh, with Galaxy, they put like a star field in the background. And then with the mosaic, uh, they made it look like it was out of like the mosaic the tiles. tiles. Yeah. Gotcha. And that was pretty cool. But I don't know. I'm really excited to try this beer. I haven't done it yet. Have you tried it yet? I, I've taken a sip. All right, good. Then you can start talking about what I drank. Ah, well, uh, it reeks of Citra just mm-hmm. to an absolute ridiculous extent. It looks gloriously hazy, you know, thin white foam on the top, and I am missing nothing even though I'm drinking out of a tiny plastic cup. It's kind of a pinky out kind of cup. So bit. the plastic cups came because uh, we did the we did a <clears throat> vanilla rose vertical of uh, thirteen, oh, fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. Oh uh, yeah, and then like the unblended and the blended versions of the unbarrel aged, right? And I didn't have enough glassware. <laughs> just did not. So I bought 300 plastic cups. So we're going to use them, goddammit. <laughs> you should have told Mike to bring extra glassware from the brewery. We already have enough of this glassware. Aren't yeah. <laughs> uh, beyond that, it's got a wonderful bitterness. It's got the fresh, fruity, um, mangoey, almost orangey kind of flavor quality coming through. Nice dry bitterness. It lingers for a little bit, but not too hard. So it's it's a very very pleasant drink and has all of the promises kept as far as what pseudo su is supposed to be. So this is supposed to be different than the regular uh, Suedo Sue, right? Yeah, yes. it's a different hop. Yeah, Suedo Sue. Uh, Suedo, Suedo. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Pesuedo? <laughs> but yeah, it's a... Uh, I'm guessing that was a thing. But like, wow, this is... <laughs> it was a thing they just said. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. Like, I really... Like, nice, crisp flavor. Uh, really, like, I don't know. I, I think I like it more than like, the regular one. Like, uh... I, I kind of like it more. Citra is is a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of is there more in that glass over there or we have uh, no we bottles. have we have two more unopened bottles. There's, well, there's, we might as well pass one of those glasses here. over here. <laughs> you, can pass that, you can pass that over there. <laughs> All right, Adam. I'm not a big IPA guy, but this one. Um, I I don't know. It's hitting all the right spots for me. I'm I'm just thinking. I'm drinking this, and I'm already thinking of, like, 75-degree uh, weather out on a lake. Uh, anytime I'm – IPA is a summer drink for me. I'm, I'm very much a seasonal person. So, um, it's, Well, and it being a summer drink is funny because hops aren't in season until – ex- Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I, I guess seasonal in the terms of, like, when I, I dub it to be a seasonal. Yeah. Um, 
but no, I, I think it's a, it's it's smooth for an IPA. It's very well balanced, and it's it, your initial because I'm not an IPA person. Initially, it, it's a little hoppy, but as you drink it, it it becomes a little bit more subdued, and it's a it's a very easy drinking beer. All right, uh, Andy. Gotta say, it's a wonderful nose on it. You just want to kind of live inside a cup of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would definitely agree with the mango note. You get a yep. lot of that on the finish. And then I'm actually surprised it's only 5.3%. Normally with dry hopping, it's a little bit... 5.8. Or 5.8, sorry. Yeah. Oh, that, still, that, that, that normally you get into like the, uh, yeah, absolutely. the sevens and the eights with a lot of these dry hopped IPAs. So I'm surprised. It's very sessionable, though. Yeah. I, I'll agree with Andy. It's it's very drinkable, and I'm not I'm not super high on the on the hoppy normally, but this uh, a lot of the mango makes it very very drinkable. Yeah, and and the back end finishes with with some of that uh, that extra hoppy that you normally get, but it, it's still palatable to where um, you you don't mind it at all yeah it sits there so that you know you had it but it's right. not so much you're like man i regret this right <laughs> it's it's not you don't get that that uppercut to the jaw that you normally would get with a lot of you know the the super hoppy beers that that you normally drink it's uh it finishes very smooth you're sure. not licking the roof of your mouth going yeah right <laughs> at the end it's got a little oh, bit of that, that was that, that was much. really better. <laughs> i need something different uh you know so nose uh massive pineapple and mango like yeah. that's all i get uh yeah. it's it smells amazing um and then <clears throat> it's juicy uh and then you taste mango and like other tropical fruits with a little bit of yeast character in there so it's fantastic and there's no really lingering bitterness which i love um, and then, like, it, it has this, like, hazy, like, golden color. It's very, uh, I don't know if you guys have had any East Coast pale ales or IPAs, but it, it fits in that category almost to a T, like, in that Trillium Treehouse. It, it's almost the definition. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I was talking with Eric earlier, and he had talked about this beer, and he said he was picking up a lot of jalapeno and grassy flavors. I don't get those at all. No. <laughs> Not at all. I feel like he had some bad bottles, because this yeah. beer is phenomenal. I love it. I want some more. I'm so glad I have more. And I found it on a fluke. Like, it was the only three bottles of it that they had at Divine, sitting in their, like, old TG section. Wow. And so I just grabbed those, and I'm like... Good, we got this. All right, <laughs> all right, Miles, give it a number. So we rate them uh, out of ten. Okay. Yep. Uh, we're easily going to go with like a nine point nine point five. I think that is just it hits all the right qualities of being a very, you know, super intense, high level beer, but uh, also maintains the uh, qualities of a very sessionable, easy drinking beer. So it's it just hits everything just right. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to agree with Miles. Actually, uh, not. I'm not gonna go with nine point five. I'm gonna go with a nine because I don't know what a nine point five would taste like. I'm assuming like uh, I'm assuming like my tongue would like actually explode off my mouth. It tastes like a persuado soup. But this is persuado. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like a persuado soup. But yeah, this uh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't realize we were making fun of him. I knew. No, 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 no. I knew. Well, I'm so used to that, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm just so used to being made fun of that. I, just, I was not going to even notice it. But uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, like it's really, really good. So I like I if you, if anybody out there has a chance to get a hands on their bottle a bottle of this, like I'd recommend it. I I'd, I'd give it a nine, even coming from a guy that, like I said, I'm not an IPA guy, um, but this is one of the better IPAs that the I've ever had. Over there, Carlos. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was looking at the. I was, I'm 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 in the chat a little bit. Oh, okay. <clears throat> no, this is one of the better IPAs I've ever had, and uh, for some IPAs, like uh, sometimes they get for people who are non IPA drinkers, they get the reputation that they're palate wreckers. At their end of the night yeah. drink, and this is a drink that I could have several glasses of this, and I could still eat a meal and enjoy it, and so, then have several glasses more, and, and then have several glasses more, <laughs> glasses more, and so. then grab a growler. I mean, home. this yeah. is this is like a breakfast drink. Like this tastes like orange juice, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, definitely. It's, it's got like that it. tartness that you would get, you know. With a, yeah, I want some bacon and I want some French right toast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Andy. Um, well, a perfect 10 is probably the 120 minute from Dogfish Head. Oh, so. fuck oh. you. That beer is terrible. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I love that beer. So. I wouldn't give it a 10, but I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on your side. That one's my benchmark that I rate all IPAs on, so this one probably 8.5 an or a 9. Oh. <laughs> yeah, probably a 9, the more I think about it. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm disappointed you don't like the 120 minutes. I, I, I have a beef against dogfish. It's my oh, own okay. personal thing. I'm sorry. Gotcha. <laughs> we'll have to separate you two. <laughs> we, we're separated by a, by a table. table. Yeah, there's a whole table. <laughs> it makes my job easy. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll give it a nine. I'm not I'm not super heavy on on the hoppy, you know, type beers, but this this is smooth. And and if you can drink a beer that's hoppy but yet smooth, I you know, I I've said that all along. If you can do a hoppy beer and it's drinkable, I will appreciate the hell out of it. And and this this is more than drinkable. This has this has the nose and the finish, and it can actually you can actually drink the hell out of it. You can drink a whole glass of it and go, yeah, that was all right. That was great, actually. <laughs> You know, and uh, rather than wrecking your palate. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, nine, I mean, ten, you got to, bourbon barrels are, are tens in, you know, in my <laughs> u- in my universe, you know. Uh, so to, to have a, a hoppy beer be a nine is pretty special in, in my world. And, and this, this does it. Yeah. Um, I will give this a nine. Uh, this is... It, it takes all the qualities that I like about hops, all those fruity characters and the citrus and stuff, and it shoves it in there, but you don't get the bitterness. You don't get the alpha acids, and I love that. Um, so it's all late-boil additions, it seems like. Well, especially if they're double dry-hopping it, then there's no boil on that. <laughs> so you, you just get the hop oils, and I love the hop oils, but I hate the lingering bitterness that you get. Granted... If this beer goes another two months down the road, it's going to be a bitter mess. <laughs> like, you have to drink this beer fresh. If yeah. you can get this beer fresh, I highly recommend drinking it right now. Don't pick it up in March. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you check that bottle date. Right. But you have you guys have all heard my rant on bottle dates. So. <laughs> a couple of times. I really hope that uh, we'll 
still have like fresh bottles coming out of this stuff uh, in the summer because I really would like to like mow the lawn, like have a bottle of this, like just down right instead afterwards. of like having to like deal with a wheat beer. Yeah, God forbid. Like this, like this is I really like beers. Taste like fruity pebbles. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with it. It's a problem. I love, I love fruity pebbles. I mean, fruity pebbles are great. I just don't want them in my beer. <laughs> and now the Department of Defense presents news with Casey. That's me. Get rid of those goddamn banjos. All right. Those banjos. A group of nutty squirrels are wanted for repeated shoplifting. (laughs) Paul Kim, owner of Luke's Grocery in Toronto, has reported that a group of four or five squirrels are constantly sneaking into his store and stealing candy bars. (laughs) Personally, I think they would be stealing, like, nut rolls or something. Yeah. Uh, But no, no. He always sees them coming into his store, and they're stealing crunchies. Crispy Crunch or Wonder Bars. Are there <laughs> any peanuts in a Wonder Bar? No, like, <laughs> it, like, does he have like cameras showing them? So, like, how does he know? Yeah. Like, are no, you, no, like he he reviews the cameras at the end of the night. Like, I saw the security footage, and it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you if you Google this story afterwards, uh, and we might have a link that we can post to the Facebook page, but I won't remember, so we'll put that on Carlos, and he won't remember. So, uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, you you can see them. It's like two squirrels at a time like they sneak in behind a customer because <laughs> like, it's an automatic door right <laughs> so they have to get in yeah. and they just go straight to the candy aisle and they like nibble on some candy bars for a bit and they leave <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're addicted to the sugar now oh yeah yeah uh kim has estimated that they've stolen around 50 bars in the past couple of months he has tried to solicit advice on how to deal with the thieves, but nothing has worked yet because apparently squirrels are very, very sneaky. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, a squirrel just following you, like, Mission Impossible. He might have to. Uh, he might have to put the bars behind a glass case or something. <laughs> glass. You need. You need to call an employee key. over with a key. <laughs> My son wants a Wonder Bar. Yeah, we gotta. Uh, you want some fun dip? We gotta bring a guy over for that. <laughs> I just have to take off the safety casing or the. the uh... <laughs> uh, a man in Florida is facing charges of battery and indecent exposure after he allegedly urinated on a highway patrol officer. It all started early Sunday morning when officers arrested Joseph Murray for disorderly intoxication at Disney Springs, a shopping mall at the Walt Disney World Resort. All right, already on a good start there. Uh, the 20-year-old Murphy was placed in a patrol car and allegedly began banging his head against a partition and then tried to choke himself. Police said Murphy started yelling, Police brutality and fuck Trump! to the officers. That's hilarious. Yeah, because those things <laughs> make sense together. Uh, these uh, or Things got a wee bit more intense at uh, Orange County Jail. Officers said Murray banged his head on the car window and started to urinate on the jail floor, as well as a trooper's pants, leaving a large wet spot on his uniform. First of all, this sounds like the trooper's trying to cover it up. <laughs> He's like, no, I didn't pee me. It was somebody else. Leave me alone, guys. <laughs> um, he is now being held for uh, indecent exposure, disorderly uh, conduct on a $4,500 bond. Uh, United Express is investigating how a baggage handler became trapped inside the cargo area of one of its planes en route from Charlotte, North Carolina to Washington, D.C. 
taking a nap. Right. Uh, it departed from Charlotte <laughs> Douglas Airport, traveled for an hour and a half to Washington uh, Dulles International on Sunday. Reginald Gaskin. His name was Reginald. He should not have been that's, taking a nap. That's classic. Reginald. Right? Yeah. Like, he should not well, have been taking a nap in a car. You know his nickname's just Reggie, though. Yeah, right. I mean, so. he, he probably or Reg. Is- he probably expects to take a nap at certain times during the day, and and that it just like he was like to be these bags are delightfully <laughs> exactly. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. somebody's just Gaskin making a sounds like a butler that's also a teddy bear, <laughs> <laughs> like a Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, Ruxpin. Oh, I love Teddy, teddy Ruxpin. Oh, <laughs> Andy's not that old, so no. he doesn't remember Teddy Ruxpin. Hey man, Andy's we gotta like stretch five. Armstrong over there. That's oh. a whole different story. Yeah, <laughs> Charles, get your go stretch. grab that stretch Armstrong. Yeah. He has to go around the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I've actually never seen one of these. Are you serious? <laughs> this is delightful. No, <laughs> you can't. You can't stretch it too far because it's gonna like four feet. Apparently, yeah. is the limit. <laughs> now he just but, looks like swimmer but, but when stretch gets cold he does like not r- snap back no he does not no when he I, uh, I I melted one on top of a wood stove when I was younger uh, that was a oh, mess stretch <laughs> was it just corn syrup everywhere be that it, guy. Was, it was stretch it was it was just this weird goo it looked like hair gel <laughs> Get him going, get he it? looks like a swimmer. Is that like- they, they re-released Stretch Armstrong yeah. in 2016. Yeah, Carlos got it for Christmas from uh, from uh, one of the other hosts on the show because, uh, well, he had this really traumatic childhood. <laughs> it wasn't traumatic. <laughs> Where, I, I want to uh, hear about it. Carlos, we, we, we regaled us. It wasn't traumatic. All right, so like one Christmas when I was a uh, really uh, when I was a kid, a wee lad. I really I really wanted a Stretch Armstrong and. Uh, so you know, Christmas comes around and I got a, uh, a uh, I I got a package full of uh, Stretch Armstrong uh, accessories for the scuba Stretch Armstrong, but I did not actually have a Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's perfect. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I just—it's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, we just tried to make his childhood complete. That, that explains his uh, his psyche. Well, I never I never knew that like that Search Armstrong looked like Marlon Brando. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out. All right, uh, Reginald, uh, age 45, was stuck inside the cargo plane, uh, but was reportedly unharmed. Airline workers became aware of Gaskin, uh, was poss- or became aware that Gaskin was probably trapped in the airplane while it was in flight and already on route. Uh, an employee of the airline's ground handling vendor <clears throat> was found unharmed in the aircraft's cargo hold. United Express said in a statement, the cargo hold was temperature controlled and pressurized, and so he's fine. We are continuing to look into what happened. Well, he took a nap. Like, that's what happened. <laughs> like, let's the, be honest here. He hit his flask and he said, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, I've seen the people throwing my bags onto an airplane. 
They look tired. <laughs> it took a while for my mind to get back from Stretch Armstrong, but I couldn't <laughs> right now, so. <laughs> At first, I had to sit, sit and think. I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> well, I was trying to finish it so we can move Teddy on Ruxpin. to the next. Like, yeah. Teddy Ruxpin to Stretch Armstrong <laughs> to childhood, or childhood, childhood trauma, trauma. <laughs> back to uh, <laughs> back to Reginald. Of course, of course, it could be an effect from the pseudo suit and <laughs> the central water stout. So yeah. we also have one, another bomber of the pseudo that we need to. Finish. Finish, so I mean, we I'm gonna have to take a pause one. with the cause before we do that. <laughs> <laughs> we also still have a bottle of Ooh. Oscar's double chocolate milk Oof. stout. That well. I still have some of that left. That is so good. That is stupid. I'm gonna have to taste of that at least. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get miles some. That's why I put it in your glass. Oh, oh, and it's gone already. You drank it I, before, <laughs> we, before we do that. Do we have a pause with the cause time? Well, yeah, you can okay. run, man. I will. Right now. Sponsored by Taproom Travelers. All right. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. So this, any this any nation is, co- is sponsored by Taproom Travelers. Any any pee breaks today are sponsored by Taproom Travelers. <laughs> you know, Pitchfork should have thought about that before they came on their first episode. Everybody in the studio had to take a piss break. Oh, <laughs> we had to drink so much. Well, you were on that, that show, show, like so. It it was it went like this. I was running the interview, and I look over at Miles. Miles, you gotta take over this. I did my best, but clearly I was put on the spot. All right, so we're gonna talk about bluefin tuna real quick. Uh, a massive bluefin tuna to- uh, sold for more than half a million dollars Thursday during a famous auction held annually in Japan. Cause segways are hard. Uh, Kiyoshi Kimura, sushi mogul and owner of Kimura Co. How can you be a sushi mogul? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> It's the first I've ever heard. Like, that is... You're, Sounds you're, like a made-up anime job. Exactly. Like, you can't, you can't be a mogul of sushi. Like, if anybody was a mogul, I figure it was that Jiro guy in that Netflix thing. Jiro Dreams of Sushi. That's I so good. That one. It's so love, good. I've watched it three times now, maybe. Well, that is too many. That's no, way too many I watched many times. it once. I watched... <laughs> it's that, just really cool seeing someone that into his thing. Well, yeah, I, I, but I, like, wanna, I, I, wanna yeah, I don't me. think you have to be that into his documentary. Though. I watched it like three times over five years. Just interrupt him, Adam. I, I just want to chime in. Landon <laughs> made it back. I think that's a record. So... <laughs> Well, I mean, we we took really long talking about the tuna. That also that, that's, that, that, that's also what happens when you're still in your early 30s and the pressure's still good. <laughs> <laughs> For I those of you that are older than your early 30s, I'm sorry. I, I hey guys, toast to being planet. young. Yeah. <laughs> if you're still in your 20s, good on you. Hey. You know? All right. Uh, yeah. So he sold a bluefin tuna. Uh, or he bought a bluefin tuna for half a million dollars. He bought the 467-pound bluefin for 74.2 million yen. Jesus Christ, 767 pounds? That's a big-ass fish. Isn't it a whale at that point? <laughs> like, when does it become a whale? It, it doesn't, Time. because it's a fish. Yeah. <laughs> Whales he's, he's that's a, a whale of a tail, a man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> that's bigger than a dolphin, right? That's got to be bigger than a dolphin, because dolphins aren't at that... It's water. definitely bigger than Flipper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Flipper Flipper is like 160 at most. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you ever watched Wicked Tuna? No. No. Oh, you should, no. You should oh, get in on it. It's good stuff. Oh, it's good so stuff. What, what's the average size of a tuna, then? Well, it, it varies. 
Yeah, it, well, it I know, that's why but, I said average. But I, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, like that's, that's my answer because I don't know. It, it's like it's like four hundred fifty or five hundred pounds. Oh, they're, they're, oh, wow. These guys are raking in the money. No. Wait, no. One, so if it's four hundred and fifty between five hundred, why would this dude spend seventy four point two million yen or six hundred forty two thousand American dollars on a four hundred sixty seventh? It's because the fat was from so. From I what I know, know from so from what I know from the show, the fat to meat content is right. Whatever oh, it is, whatever okay. it is that it they deem depends on the great. color and the color. Yep, because this uh, is a blue one. It's got to be like a nice deep red. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, yeah. fatty tuna is the best tuna. Yeah. Like yeah. when you go and get some sushi, you don't want none of that lean to it. I don't, I don't eat sushi. Apparently, so I, adult, well, you should. It's yeah. delicious. I, I like American Chinese, where it's nice and uh, sugary. Well, this is Japanese. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't eat that crap. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, but an adult bluefin Have you never had, get... like, hibachi at, like, Benihana's, where they're, like, flipping the shrimp tails oh, into their yeah, coat sure. pockets? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 okay. I, I could probably eat just spider rolls forever. Yum, yum, yum oh, yeah. sauce? Oh, yum, yum, sauce. I'm all about the yum, yum sauce. I don't know what it is, but it's delicious. It's aptly named oh, is what it is. It's, it's, it's your whole day in calories. You know that, but <laughs> you don't but it's care. Yum, yum. You don't care. It's yum yum. No, apparently a bluefin tuna can get over 800 pounds Jesus as an adult. Christ. How about that? Wow. It's a big fish. It's free. Yeah. I'm on um, track to be a bluefin tuna. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, that tuna... Uh, drew the second highest ever bid. The first highest was 1.8 million for a 489 pound bluefin tuna in 2013. Like, that's only like 20 pounds more. (laughs) (laughs) And it's triple the price. Like it almost looks I blame like, inflation. Like I would kind I, I of like know. I would cheat at that point. Like I start stuffing stuff inside the tuna. Right, just, <laughs> just put turkey stuffing in the tuna. <laughs> it's pre-stuffed. Lead, just like add that pre-stuffed. Just grill it on a spit. <laughs> <laughs> on Friday, uh, Keurig and Anheuser Busch InBev announced that they're launching a joint venture. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Nope. Uh, their apparent plan is to create a home appliance that can churn out beer, spirits, cocktails, and mixers at home. Uh, the companies are still in the research stage, but I'm pretty sure Pico Brew already beat them to this punch, at least right. for the yeah. beer yeah. side. Like, yeah. That thing is amazing. Oh, Pico Brew is awesome. Like, if I had two grand sitting around, I would have yeah. one. Because <laughs> yeah. homebrewing is a drag. <laughs> I mean, I have a homebrew show, but it's a drag. No, no, like, what is this uh, Pico thing? Like? Uh, so the Pico Brew is... It, a little bit bigger than, like, a microwave counter. oven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you you put you put all your beer ingredients in it. It has like a section for your grains, a section for your hops. It's got like uh, five sections. For yeah, hops. yeah, five sections for hops, and then you yeah. just input like what you want to do, and you press a button, mm-hmm. and then it puts it into a keg. All you have to do is throw yeast into it later. Well, I mean, that sounds cool and all, but like kind of like it's purpose. Kind of cut out at the same time. You like cut out like. All the so work? That, yeah. 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 <laughs> All that blood, sweat, hey, tears. America, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, at that point, I got pneumonia go from brewing. I know. Like, I don't need that again. I saw you I saw you outside, like, when you were brewing, like, wow, he should not be outside right now. <laughs> but you still drank the goddamn beer, didn't I you? I did. Because <laughs> I would have been ungrateful otherwise. <laughs> also, the only reason I know what Pico Brew is is because they put 
their ads in front of Taproom Travelers episodes all the time. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we've been a huge sponsor, unwillingly, of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because they're, they, they're they, like, yeah, you, YouTube. YouTube, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Well, Pico Brew is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen their stuff in action, and I really want one. Uh, they also have a consumer model. Like, so... The one we were talking about was the, it's like the like pro the, or the recipe maker model. Yeah, like the original, here's yep. our thing. But they have one for half the price where you buy the Pico Brew recipes and it comes in like a, like almost like a, like a big Keurig pouch. Okay. And you just shove it in and you press a button and it makes beer. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and you have, you have breweries like Stone and Dogfish Head and those guys making recipes for this. Hmm. So you can make their beer at home. Especially if you're outside of the distribution area. So are they going to make B cups instead of K cups? <laughs> I just, I, I just. Well, I mean, we really ra- would rather have C cups, <laughs> <Exactly>. but <laughs> unless you're a D kind of guy, you know. Yeah, I've got D cups at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Thomas cheers, on chat to that. Not, he, th- he thinks it's uh, based on uh, the defunct Keurig Cold, which actually that's wait. Really what is the Keurig Cold? It makes soda. It's a drink banner. Oh, oh, so it's like those like soda streams. Yeah, yeah when I look so far, which I looked at for carbonating my beer. Yeah, and it didn't seem like it would work. No, probably not. Yeah, it, it works. It works for soda. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. but I want to revitalize a flat graveler. Yeah. Well, you, you, could, you should certainly try it. <laughs> the, the, the problem is you'd have to put it inside one of their containers because yeah. it only fits yeah. their stuff. Well, yeah, and that's bullshit. Like what? anything they make should just have ball locks on it. Like I just attach it to a keg. It's true. That's true. You know what I want. Uh, <laughs> this week, Nintendo is doing two presentations on their new console that's due out in March. Uh, it's the Nintendo Switch. The first on Thursday, January 12th, is going to be all about the console itself. Hopefully, we'll actually get an <clears throat> estimation on the handheld's battery life. And on Friday, they'll be talking about the new games coming out to the Switch, uh, not least of which is the new Zelda game, Breath of the Wild. Uh, the Switch is a fairly traditional console with a slight twist. You're able to take the console out of its base and turn it into a handheld. Uh, Nintendo always needs a goddamn gimmick with their shit. Like, goddamn it. But at least they're sticking to what they know, which is handheld. At this well, point. it's it's handheld and TV. Like, you put it right. in a base and it... But I'm saying the gimmick is handheld. Yeah. And it's done handheld. Yeah, it, it's, it's like merging the 3DS and the Wii U right. is like what they, it looks they like. They managed to take the 3DS and actually have a comeback with that thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... <laughs> well, nobody talks about Vita. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to find the Nintendo well, Retro, the the one that came out. Uh, wait a month and you'll find it. I know. Well, I know, that's I not know. quite I'm, true. I spent a hundred dollars on the Vita TV. Why? You're an because idiot. Because I don't want to spend a, a three hundred dollars on a PlayStation Portable Vita when I could just have like a hundred dollars for the Vita on a TV. Actually, or you yeah, hate, but or, or Carlos, you hate they, money. They, they, they could have just ported those over to the PS4, and then you would because it's they, the same they don't, A lot of the stuff they don't do. Like I, have a I know, but they could have. There's a, I'm yes, just they, saying. They should have, yes. It's like the PS Now thing where you can pay like 20 bucks for 10 hours of playing this PS1 game. Uh, there's No, the, thank you. There's I'm, some games that they there aren't no, going to be I'm just going to go to like gaming generations and so. buy the actual PlayStation 1 game. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There's just some games that just don't transfer over, though, so... I'll take your word for it, but I won't. I can go to DCL, but like the names of the games would mean nothing to you. So, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just like playing on the original. I 
I have pretty much every original system except for my old Atari, and I, I'm still angry at my mom for that. Because uh, she, cause you and me both, she sold my Atari on me with all my games at a garage oh, sale. Oh shit! Um, did did your wife throw your N sixty four out with? Uh, no, she yeah, did not. well, mine uh, did. So. Holy shit! Oh. What? <laughs> Landon, sh- she's that watching. is she's that. not watching. <laughs> Beth, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem. No, I, uh, isn't it? <laughs> we I all did. have our ups and downs. That very, is a really big that down. That was a big down. <laughs> at the very least, like you could just use that as, to get the kids out of your way for a couple hours. Yeah. You know what? I use it for a lot of things. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. I have to say, I just found my I found my Game Boy Color. I thought I had lost it, but I was digging through like my my mom and stepdad's old stuff, and I found it. <clears> and I'm like, so I just like sit there and play it. I I become less more produ- much less productive. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. Well, you work like, for the government now, so well, it's kind of... Well, actually, <laughs> it's, don't, don't you get, there. like, a break every hour? Like, 15 minutes out of every hour, you don't have to work, right? Oh, Isn't that how the government don't, works? Don't you uh, get safe space time? You're in Minnesota. <laughs> Especially if somebody says oh, a trigger what? word. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, everybody, two hours of safe space time. That's... No comment. <laughs> Well, I can't. I can't say because when I used to do help with land surveying, like a big word that I come up with, a uh, big phrase would be uh, "close enough for government work." But I think it was literal in that case. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, we're within twenty feet. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get close. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> and if honestly, if the government's off of their land, they'll just eminent domain that shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> they've done it before they'll do that's it right. again well that was just terrible <laughs> that's like, I mean that, that's a great lead into uh, our interview with the taproom traveler <laughs> we, have a, we have a way of bringing it off track <laughs> but first the segues faster here, than you can think yeah. alright uh, so yeah we gotta talk about beer for about two minutes here I, I, I love beer yeah yeah what kind so uh, th- this is actually a question that I had. What kind of beers do you guys gravitate towards? Uh, uh, personally, and, and I can't speak for Andy because he gravitates towards other beers than I do. But uh, the stouts and the and uh, the porters is is more of where I am. So okay. the the darker beers, yeah, um, bourbons, bar- you know, bourbon barrel stouts, bourbon barrel pilsners, uh, or porters. Um, I, re- I really like the darker stuff. You know, it fills you up faster, but I like the boozy, yeah. the boozy kind of things. Well, you can have half as many for. Yeah, well, it it, it takes about the same for me. Half but, as many uh, cost twice as much. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> when you when you <clears throat> see it at the the firehouse in Eau Claire, and the, there's the dollar signs afterwards, you go, eh, you know, maybe I can buy that in a grocery store somewhere. Yep. Um, yeah, I I like the darker beers that have been aged. Um, you know, things things that take a little more time. I don't gravitate so much to the the hoppy side. Okay. Um, Andy does uh, a couple of the other ones that we do. You know, or that we have in our group, they gravitate towards the hoppy side. But um, I've I've gotten a few of our our group to join me with the darker beers on the dark side. On the dark yeah, side. on the dark side. You're just like. <laughs> Yeah, we, it, you actually you actually could probably you know even though there's seven of us you could draw a line down the middle and go there's there's probably three and a half 
and, <laughs> and there's three and a half on and, each and side. And Andy's the half. Yeah, oh, I have okay. the you know, line that's dividing everybody in the middle. Okay. You know, <laughs> uh, you know it's uh, there's me, Adam, and Jake that probably gravitate towards the darker beers. Um, the ones where, you know, we'll, we'll drink your ass under the table. Um, if that's what we're drinking all night. Uh, and then there's, you know, Troy and Steph and, and Alex and half of Andy that, that <laughs> half you know, so like, it's, Andy's like this. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, I, I got know, a foot in both pools. Man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that go towards the happier side. And so we, we kind of balance each other out, which is, which is nice. You know, I think. Um, that we're never going to one side or the other. Um, that way, when we go to whatever brewery that we're going to, you know, we're going to gravitate towards half of what they offer, and so uh, we get to experience all of what they offer for our whole group. So it's it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Casey and I have had plenty of disagreements over the years. <laughs> <laughs> About beer, never miles. You're always wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, Andy, what, what what do you like then? I mean, I, I hear that you're half and half, but yeah. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Right. Uh, so, my gateway beer was really traditional German lagers. So, your Meritzens, your Oktoberfest, that whole thing. But makes uh, sense now that you're a lazy <clears throat> monk. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the answer is change. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> but no, my two favorite styles would have to be uh, Belgian triples or. Uh, traditional my box okay so the hellas bach just gotta love the easy drinking you get the full body of a heavier beer but the light color and the light like drinkability yeah exactly of a lighter beer so straight down the middle that's what i like to say so (laughs) adam what kind of Uh, beer do you like well uh up until like two years ago, I was not a beer person. What? Uh, I was. What? You guys know that. Uh, Shenanigans. I know. Well, I part I, of Tavern Traveler. I, I grew up. In, <laughs> I grew up in northern Minnesota, and it was uh, Bud Light country through and through. And uh, I came down here, and uh, it was actually the first episode. I it was a second episode of Tavern Travelers, but the first that I joined these guys on, and it was at Valkyrie. And I tasted their ruby red, and that I I tasted it. I'm like, what beer actually has flavor? Uh, so uh, that was like kind of my gateway. But I I actually I tend to lean toward the stouts and porters at least to start with, and I kind of since moved on to saisons. Um, I like a little bit of spiciness <clears throat> to the beer. Um, obviously, not too much spice. Uh, <laughs> I, have, in the I, hospital. I, I have a sensitive uh, stomach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, He's a delicate flower. But I try. <laughs> but I try anyway. Um, IPAs not so much, but yeah, uh, stouts and porters. Are, okay. Anything uh, in a bourbon barrel, oh, I'll eat that up. So it. Well, I mean, it sounds like Tapper Travelers. Like just kind of like Get like the, the bourbon. At least the three that we have here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you give us anything boozy, we're gonna like it. All right, cool. So, um, what? Like, I guess let's let's start with like, what are the taproom travelers? Like, what do you guys do? So, uh, we we basically go around to local breweries and we try to help them promote themselves through online video. Okay. Uh, via our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube. We're on every social media channel 
Uh, I, I guess I guess not every. Uh, we're not on Snapchat or anything like that. We're, Why not? Oh, we're on Snapchat. I mean, the phone's dead, but we're totally there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. But uh, you know, we're we're still kind of like we're all Gen Xers, except for this kid next to me, Andy. Uh, he's like. Welcome even, to the millennial club, man. He, yeah. It sucks, doesn't I, it? I don't even think he's a millennial. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, technically, we're all we're all millennials, but but all of us except for Andy go fuck millennials. We we're not. Well, no, no, millennial is a terrible term. Yeah, because it, it, yeah. it, it, really it covers is. like it's like eighty four to like twenty ten. Like that is oh, too is, yeah. is it only eighty yeah. four? Yeah. Well, I think, it, I I think guess, it's only like eighty four. I guess I'm out of it then. There's wow. a I'm big difference there. I'm yeah. a I'm a millennial. <laughs> oh good. I'm out of it. <laughs> There's oh, a well, lot of congratulations. Change. Yes <laughs> you <High> old <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yeah. There's a lot three. <laughs> There's a lot of different changes that happened between those like times that like it's true. Formed. Yeah. Like yeah, the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, the, the internet. I love the nineties. <laughs> the, the internet. internet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, well, like uh, millennial, like eighty nine for me, and like you know, that, compared to some millennials who actually like grew up with actually having access to the internet, like wow. And stretch Armstrongs. Stretch well, Armstrongs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, internet, internet came at a internet came at a real late date for me. Yeah. Living but in no, rural I look America. At me and my younger cousin. My younger cousin was born in 2000. She's still considered a millennial, but she grew up with the internet her entire life. No, it's, it's really weird. Yeah, isn't it's it? a, like, but but anyway, on on to to, to what to Adam? Room. Yeah, yep. back to tap room. Um, Topic. At we're, hand. we're just um, we're not. We are beer people because we we've been to so many places. But as as in our name, tap room travelers, we love to travel. So uh, our main focus has been the Midwest, and so we've gone, and, and even though our episodes aren't quite out there yet, we're working on them. Um, we've been as far west as Rapid City, South Dakota, as far east as South Bend, Indiana, and 2017 is going to bring us even further south, so we're going to get it you know, down at Iowa, maybe Nebraska. Um, we'll see what the year brings, but... Um, we're getting out there just finding craft breweries in the Midwest. Okay. And so... Um, kind of the flyover states that are a little bit forgotten. Right, right. And and I think your flavors are going to be completely different in the Midwest than they are mm-hmm. in the coasts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as we've tried a lot of coast beers, west, east... Um, you know, their, their flavor profiles are completely different from one another... And when you get into the Midwest, you're getting completely different. You know, there, there's a, a different thing going on in the Midwest now than there are the coasts. And and that's nice, and it should be celebrated. And and so we're going we're gonna to highlight these breweries that we travel to. We're going to tell their backstory. Um, and that, that's kind of what we're about is, is uh, a lot of these breweries have a, a really unique story to them that, that we really want to highlight that you're not going to get – um, if you just show up one day and, and go, you know, I had a flight of beer there and, and, uh, that was that, you know, you, you don't hear the story behind it, how they happened, um, you know, how they, you know, came to be and, uh, you know, how the brewer, the brewery came to be, how the beers evolved. <clears throat> we, um, we get a unique perspective, uh, than most people get, uh, we get to talk to, 
the owners, the sellermen, and the people behind the scenes that make the beer that, um, like you said, like Landon said, when you get a flight, you don't really get that perspective of uh, what the thought was going into it. Uh, you can you can taste the beer and you can kind of perceive what maybe they were trying to go for, but it's nice to kind of hear it from the people who were the creators. Right. And um, I, I don't know. I just think it's a it's a nice it's nice to spotlight all the people that are are doing beer and doing it well in the Midwest. Yeah, and it's really the people who are in charge of making the beers themselves that are the highlight of our, sh- our episodes. They're the ones telling the story. We're just there to capture the moment and record it on our cameras. We're not in front of the camera. We're behind the scenes, and then they're in front of the cameras telling their stories the way it should be told. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, from the from the episodes that I've watched, and I think I've watched most of them now, uh, what I've really liked is you don't just get the brewers and the owners you also get the patrons of the place yeah like it seems like you always get a few snippets from from some people who are enjoying the beer and asking them why they like to go there and i really like that that's awesome yeah and it it would be one of those things where if if we went into a brewery and there was no patrons and you go oh (laughs) (laughs) well we got your backstory but there's nobody here to you know, yeah. you, you can't see anybody, and there's nobody cares a, a damn about. Well, I mean, well, and, th- and that brings <clears throat> up the question: Do you guys like to go in when they aren't going to be open that day, or do you want to go in during, uh, like, before normal business hours, but so you can stick around after? There's a happy middle yeah. time, mm-hmm. you know. There, um, so like Dangerous Man, we we were aware of kind of what their situation is mm-hmm. before we went and shot it. They are a very and even today, uh, they open at noon. There is a line out the door at noon. So, yep. and and that is a that's a constant every day. And so we're very aware of it. So we went in two hours prior so that we could give us our you know enough time before patrons came in and you know, and I know that <clears throat> you know the this extra sound you know of patrons in there or whatever, but you don't really want that when you're interviewing somebody. No, no. You can so, have it post. <clears throat> right. <laughs> so so we went in two year, two hours prior so that we could get all of the interviews done before anybody came in. That way it doesn't it doesn't affect their interviews and it doesn't affect the patrons when they come in that they see all these cameras and they you know they feel put out or whatever that they can't come in and enjoy their beer. So we don't want to do that either. And so, you know, their situation was we you know, we got all the interviews done and literally when they opened the door at noon you know, there was 20 people that came in right away. And then it was more after that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't want to interfere with, with any of that. And then we actually went back <clears throat> with Dangerous Man. We went back later that night and got a little bit more of the li- nightlife as well. And just wall-to-wall people at that point. Oh, it's too. it's crazy. Like, I, I've i been there, like, peak times, and I had to wait 15 minutes right. for somebody to leave. Right, because <laughs> of fire codes. Right, yep. yeah. And that's and that's the thing, it, you know. We we try to measure, and and not not every brewery is the same. So we try to we try to size them up, you know, according to what we need. And and our audio guy, he, he won't forgive me for this if he watches this. Alex is very 
particular, uh, particular about things and, and audio. You know, he's got the headphones on, he's got the mic, and he can hear everything. Audio and people are the worst. They are, Fuck aren't those they? Guys. Those guys. Those, <laughs> those they really are. He's a big part of the quality of what we do, though, right. because, uh, it, I mean, the one thing that you really can't forgive in video, you can forgive a blurry shot here and there, mm -hmm. but you can't forgive bad audio. No, you can't. And uh, Alex is, uh, although he may be particular, uh, I you know, I love him for it. Yeah. Alex is the one that I met at Pitchfork with yep. you, right? Okay, yep. yep. And he's he's the guy that I'm responsible for talking off the ledge. Right. I'm not credited with that. And, and that should episodes. be a credit. It should the, be. It really should be. Be like, but guy who talked Landon to Alex Cerny, I, I used to be... director, videographer, I, and professional... Oh, that was the thing. And, and therapist. When we, all used to, <laughs> when we all used to work together, it was the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. it was Landon talking to Alex off the ledge and, and trying to get him to just go along with whatever was going on. Um. But yeah, you will notice that the audio quality is fantastic because he pays very, very close attention to the particulars. The audio quality is <clears throat> it, it's amazing. I gotta right. ask, yeah. who, which one of you guys does the uh, editing for your videos? And everything? Uh, we, we switch. We all do, yeah. we all do it. Because I was uh, uh, watching one of your older videos for Pitchfork. It was really good, actually. It was we had to watch the Pitchfork one because <laughs> yeah, he knows right. Pitchfork. Yeah. So. <laughs> and no, we, we it take it in Jake. turns. It was Jake yeah. that did Pitchfork. Did Jake, yeah. Jake might Jake have done did, Pitchfork, uh, Pitchfork, yeah. Mostly, we, we just noticed how nervous Sarah was. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, super nervous. <laughs> well, you meet Sarah in real life, and she's not that nervous. No, at not at all. Super, right. But yeah. she's she was just like... I don't know what to do with my hands. What I do with my hands? <laughs> and see, Jake actually edited around most of that. Like there was so much that didn't end up on that final edit of Sarah. Just like, I'm sorry, um, I just uh, have to start over again because that's just a horrible answer. I need to, but, I need to do that again. But to be fair, um, so like our our whole background is is in video. Um, yeah. So where where so, did you guys start? Like you got uh, you this, said that you all worked together. This whole so. this whole thing started at Menards Corporate yep. in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And so, um, I wish Rick was here because I feel like I, he worked there for a bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We who knows? We might have worked yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, so we were all in the broadcast department of Menards. So all of the Menards commercials that you see on TV, the collective group of us used to produce. Other than Stephanie, yeah. Um, the rest of us all used to produce. So oh, we really? were all, we were all in the same department at one point, mm -hmm. and so every so you guys commercial... are the reason I want to save big money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you come up with that line? No, we inherited it. That, yeah. that, that precluded us by many many years, yeah. so many years. Yeah, even Ray the Menards guy, he, yeah. you might remember him. He even precluded us, okay. and so I, you know, I I went. I was at Menards for eight years, um, starting in 2006, and and everybody just kind of came on after yeah. that. Well, Alex was there a little bit before I he was. was. Mm -hmm. And and you had mentioned a banjo <clears throat> earlier that you you despised it. Uh, well, no, so, well, that that's an inside. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, anyway. but, but we uh, tried. We we dealt with a banjo as well. Um, I had, 
this is a little secret I, I will I will divulge on this show. Ooh, BNS ah, exclusive. Ooh. I actually, I lowered the decibels of the master track for the banjo of the Menards commercials <laughs> just because I I was not able to uh, eliminate it. Eliminate. Get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my small win. So every sorry, every Menards. every one of us. Everyone tried. just got lower and lower and yeah. lower. We all tried to get rid of it. Or just, you know, reproduce it or try something different. And it just never happened. John Menard never wanted to get rid of it. He's so, like, I like the banjos. Yeah. <laughs> well, Told you. Yeah. Well, he, Nobody he, likes the banjos. Yeah. He ended up getting a heck of a deal on the production cost of it. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> Honestly, there's so many stories we could tell. So many stories. We, we could write a whole book. Yeah, like, we could have a whole other episode sued. just about Menard. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have an anonymous episode in the future that is the story behind and, Menard. Right, right. And, and by the way. like just put voice modulation between every mic. Please. And by the way, that was Andy that lowered the decibel. Yes. Andy, you, you can say my name because I actually got fired. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know why you're not throwing anybody who's not here under the bus. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex but, Drogset. But it, actually, the whole Brock the whole blue the whole story behind it was is that Troy, who's not here tonight, um, came up and I was I was the manager of the broadcast department, and he came up to me one day and said. What would you think about producing a beer show? You know, like uh, going to breweries, telling their backstory, um, that kind of thing. And I said, that's a great idea. And I said, well, how the hell are we going to pull this off? And he said, I don't know. I don't know. And so I thought, well, you know, I just bought a DSLR. I think it shoots video. So I think. I think it's <laughs> So it was the Nikon D3100, that their first gen that came out with video. Yep. And it wasn't meant to do the video that we'd put out, but it, it was meant to more, like, enhance uh, photographers' pictures. You yep. know, just l a little video to go along with Ten your Ten minute clips of, like, right. home video type. But it still it's did... not as established as Canon with their... Exactly. Yeah. It still did HD... I mean, very fine HD at 30, at at 30 frames. frames. Hey, that's beautiful. <clears throat> right. So we started out with that, and so I, I thought, well, okay, I got my camera, and Alex said he had two HD handy cams that will go along with it. So Troy said uh, Laos at Lazy Mock would, would love to do our first episode. Great. So we went into their old place that was in um, Banbury Place in Eau Claire, and we shot the first episode. And we didn't really think that that much was going to happen with it, so we we edited it, got it finalized, and and we're going to have this premiere party at their place, and everybody showed up. We packed the place, and everybody loved it. And so we thought, well, we, I guess we better keep going with it, huh? <laughs> we can't not have another one. I, I, guess we should, I guess we should keep going. So we, we kept going, and we added more cameras. Andy had uh, the same camera that yeah. I did. So I showed up. I was, in, I was brand new to the broadcast team, like right out of school, had barely any video experience, if none of the video experience that these guys had. And... I had a DSLR, but I didn't bring it to the first shoot because I'm going, ah, oh, all these guys know way more than me. They're going to have these. Why really would I bring my camera? And yeah. they're like, where the fuck is your camera? No, it was more <laughs> like 
they're all they've been they're way more experienced than I am. Like they're gonna have way fancier cameras, so I didn't bring it. All of a sudden, I show up and there's the Nikon D3100, which I got as a graduation present. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, this is the camera that I have. All right, I can bring this to the next shoot, and everybody's like, oh cool, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I will chime in here though. Like Andy's kind of playing himself down a little bit, but uh, yeah, he he didn't. He hasn't worked in video as long as the rest of us, but he has that visual eye for things. So, um, uh, I would, Lana and I both hired him to be into the broadcast department in Menards, and that was part of the reason why we hired him in there. And he's he's proved himself over and over. What Andy doesn't know is this is just to bring up his level, yeah, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> to stroke oh, the ego. <laughs> He's got to ride home with me, so I'll stroke the ego a little yeah. more as we go back to Claire. We, we got to do that, otherwise he just doesn't perform. Yeah, that's right. Well, otherwise he just much. shows up and he goes, oh, another shoot. <laughs> you can't go too far, otherwise he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Although the third shoot, I did get drunk. <laughs> at American Sky, I, I yeah, think American we've never got drunk at. I th- I'm I think, sorry. I think yeah. one. I think one person or another, except for me, can say that they. Congratulations! Probably, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> on, on being an the liver is holding up. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, some some people have gotten. It, I, I will give this: the breweries that we have been to have been very generous. Mm-hmm. We go in, we do their episodes, and they're very happy that we're there. Um, they will give us, you know, free beer. And, and the great thing is we get to learn a little more about their story when they're not on camera. Yep. And, you know, they're not as nervous when they're not on camera. Even though we're not live, they just, you know, if they don't have a camera on them, they're not quite as nervous. And so the great thing about that, though, is is that when we are out and about talking to other people, we can go, hey, you should go and try this brewery out. And here's why. And here's why. I know these people. I know what they do. Um, you will get a quality product every time you go in there. And that's and the the thing that we always go back to. And I, and I know you guys are big fans of Pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Um, we there's have never, no reason for that though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we have old Ken full of their fucking glassware, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not well, like Mike is a really like the first brewery that we had on the show. They, they did. Like that. They they did. Uh, they did that that uh, growler recall the other week. You yep. know the the yeah. hey bring your growlers. Yeah, in. we brought eight in. Yeah, I I have three in my basement. <laughs> my wife goes, "Do you really need all of those uh, growlers?" And I said, "Yeah, probably not." And I and, and they're like, "Oh, we have enough." And I went, "Oh, I got to keep them all." Okay. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's those kind of people that that um, you happen upon, and and you can't not. Tell another person about them and go, hey, if you're ever through here, you need to stop. Yeah. And here's why. And and to tie into what Landon was saying is that when we're interviewing people, a lot of times we'll, we'll re-ask the same question over and over again in different ways. In different, okay. And um, initially, like normally the, the first part of the interview, a lot of times that gets thrown away mm-hmm. because people are so nervous. Yeah. And uh, we're all drinking while we're doing this, uh, and so by the so end they're telling you they get real lube, they get real lubed it, up, and the stories it, really come out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So 
uh, inhibitions <clears throat> fly out the window, and uh, they're telling us the true story. Our our straight on camera angles turn into candid angles. Uh, <laughs> you're just like, and, what are you trying to say, Ed? <laughs> well, that's that's how we it. found out that uh, that Bartley Bloom worked for NASA. Is we got hammered. <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I'm saying the guy shooting on monopod, it. like landed. Well, landed doesn't get drunk, but like Andy. But anybody I'm else a, who gets drunk, I'm Andy's, on Andy's on a tripod. Yeah. He has yeah, no Andy, reason. I like that. Still like, no, I locked that shit down, and then I stepped like four steps back. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like locked it down. All right, the, we're good. The problem. Yeah. The problem uh, is just the make person, sure it doesn't the, stop recording, and I'm all good. The person being interviewed goes four steps to the right, and all of a sudden the. The yeah. shot's yeah. not squared you up anymore. Like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> we got there half of their that. face. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. was actually notorious about for that. that. Uh, I had to keep shifting. Yeah. Who was? Panning back and forth. Boom Island. Boom Island? Yeah. So, kept, so many high ABV beers. Yeah. Oh, and just, he just kept that's all moving around. Is, right? around the yeah, pretty yeah. much. So, yeah. But anyway, um, what was I going to say? Something really important. Yeah, probably. Probably really profound, too. I highly doubt it. Something to keep your job. Do <laughs> you want to stay as part of the taproom travelers, Andy? <laughs> but no, it really is. Uh, like Adam said, the first ten or so minutes of recording is just thrown out. But what re- what you really don't see is, even though the episodes are only like seven to eight minutes, maybe ten minutes long. 15, ten, ten tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah 15, fifteen was line really. of That's the longest. There's hours and hours of footage that goes into that, and then we just pare it down from there. So but, even but, if they are nervous, we can yeah. usually just... Pick the right spots. Exactly. But, yeah. And but, that's what's nice about it, and the social lubrication helps a lot mm-hmm. with that. <laughs> even with... Um, so all the amount of video that goes into it, because we have seven people, a lot of times we'll go into a place, we'll get it done in like five hours. Yeah. And and that's all it takes for us to shoot the initial episode. Editing it, uh, <laughs> it tends to take longer, depending on who's editing, um, myself included. Uh, How is Crooked U coming? Uh, Crooked U is, is well on its way. Uh, no, it's... Uh, I'm going to plug Crooked U, though, because that was... It's going to um, be done sometime next year, I hope. <laughs> 2018 <laughs> for that episode. It'll be, it'll be, no, 20, it'll be 2017. It'll be, yeah, yeah, it will yeah, be, it'll 2017, be 2017. And it's, December, it's, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll, 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 we'll work it in. in. When in 2017, but... Well, your deadline is in January, so you better get going on that. Yeah, it's in January. I can, I can crack January of 2017? Yeah. You got, like... <laughs> but here's the thing. We, we got a lot of great left. footage there, um... Uh, Crooked U, uh, it's in South Bend if you if you're not familiar. That's in Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, you, know, you, 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 you got You have to mention a state. <laughs> not South Bend, India. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana. 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 It's yeah. in New of Delhi. Of the United States. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, but no, like uh, Crooked U, it, it was actually one of the one of the ones. Like I, we never really have favorites with what we do, but. That was one of the ones that stood out for me just because it was uh, an eatery and a brewery. And it was a... And they did everything to, a, like, the nth degree. Like, they... The the chef there was amazing. Like, it was seriously the best chef that I've yeah. ever had. Oh, really? Well, and, and to go along with that, the chef, uh, his background is is pretty phenomenal. It, he was raised by his grandpa, who was a master chef. 
And there's, what did he say, less than 100 master chefs in the yep. U.S. alone? Something like that, right. yeah. So, so he was raised by his grandpa, who was a master chef. And this guy is, is doing the same things that his grandpa did as a master chef. So he's bringing this all to a brewery in South Bend, Indiana. And so the food is just phenomenal. I mean... We we sat we sat down and we said family style yeah we don't really know what to order and you only get family style in an Italian restaurant right so they they said you know what we'll bring out a little bit of everything so they brought out a little bit of everything and we had everything yeah. and and it was I've never had general so chicken that wasn't chicken but cauliflower exactly and yeah. tasted like chicken it, it's in what? my entire life oh, it was amazing he, he looked at <clears> me he said. Adam, I'm going to have you try something. And I'm like, okay. And he put something in front of me, and I'm looking at him like, well, what is it? He's like, try it. And I taste it. I'm like, it tastes like chicken. He's like, guess what it is. I'm like, chicken? It's chicken. And he's like, it's cauliflower. And I'm like, what? General so cauliflower that tastes like chicken. Right. What the fuck? Yeah, right? Meanwhile, I... I did not like uh, pastrami before I went there. Like I had a bad. How do you not like pastrami? I, okay, I, I've, I've had some. <laughs> He's a bad Jew. I, I've had some bad experiences in my life. He's Canadian. Uh, <laughs> I've had some bad experiences in my life. Uh, but so I went there. I'm like, I I hated pastrami, and then I had it. And I'm like, oh my god, I've been missing out for like yeah. thirty years. This pastrami no, is delicious. Meanwhile. <laughs> While that's all going on, me and Jake were sharing the head of the table, and it's like an eight or nine foot long table, and they just keep keep bringing out course after course, and all of a sudden Jake just turns to me, he's like, I'm sitting at the head of the table, and I feel like I'm a king at a medieval dinner right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and, and we're not really hyping this up as much as we possibly could, because seriously, if you go there... And you have the beer, and the beer is, uh, it's not gluten-free. It's gluten-reduced. Gluten-reduced because, yeah. because he uses uh, the a clarifying pure, a clarifier. Agent, yeah, the clarifying yeah. agent. So he doesn't use, use, like, sorghum or any of that bullshit. No, right? no. It's, it's the same recipes you would use with any other beer that you make, but they use a clarifying agent that breaks down the gluten. The gluten molecule. Yeah. yeah. It takes one chain. of the... Yep. Yeah. So... It just all drops. So it's not quite celiac friendly. It's just gluten diet friendly. Gluten intolerant. All those people are like, oh, I'm gluten intolerant. Yeah, so all those people who are bullshitting everybody. Exactly. They can drink it. (laughs) They would never notice. (laughs) (laughs) That guy over there, yeah. Uh, but but the beer is excellent. The guy is self-trained in brewing. He named all of his tanks after uh, Grateful Dead songs. Yep. So you know um, he's a good egg. You know he's a oh, good yeah. guy. This guy's guy awesome. <clears throat> but, but the food goes phenomenally well with the beer. And it's an old VFW. It overlooks the river in South Bend. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal place. And I don't know if you've ever been to South Bend. No. Uh, so South Bend, um, it's... It's kind of a hole. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Sounds they, like I, I was yeah. going to try to be a little interview. bit more PC. It's kind of a hole. I said that on the interview. It's kind of a hole. Like we okay. asked him, hey, what do you think about South Bend, Indiana? And the guy's like, uh, I mean, I wish we weren't here. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, okay, Notre Dame is known for South Bend. So that's like kind of the shining beacon on the hill. No, 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 no. Wait, is South Bend known for Notre Dame? No, Notre Dame's uh, known for South Bend. Notre, ba- uh, Notre Dame's Whatever. known for South Bend. No, that's but very different. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would go in and say, like, 
South Bend is known for Notre Dame and Crooked U. Okay. Um, th- there are some some gems that I found in that town. Uh, like there was an Irish pub there. I I'm blanking on the name right now, but it's actually some of the same owners that own Crooked U that run that Irish pub. Downtown. Sounds solid. And uh, it was it was a great experience. We went there a night before the rest of the guys. And uh, there was live Irish bands playing. That sounds like a lot of fun. Legitimate Irish food. Kind of similar to like a Patty Ryan's experience. uh, But Now you're speaking our language. Yeah, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So uh, I felt right at home there. Um, So that was pretty cool. Parking was a little weird, but, you know. Yeah, well, you're in, you're in Illinois. What are you oh, going to do? The, 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 the road trip down there. Yeah. Like a, they both start with an I. Yeah, yeah. It's, and they're really close. Let, yeah. Yeah. Like a Canadian guy getting down through Chicago, through <clears throat> Illinois. It just through but Illinois. How did you deal with the tolls, man? Oh, I couldn't gosh. figure out the tolls. I, you know what, you know what the great thing nuts. was? The vehicle that we rode in, uh, Troy has a, a Illinois pass thing, so we just yeah, blew through all of yeah. the tolls. The oh, okay. <laughs> See, no, that and makes that, a lot that of sense. That came. It, we, it my wife and I drove separate, like six and of us. we did not have yeah. the, the yeah. pass. So what I ended up doing is I didn't have exact change for a bunch of them, so I just yeah. drove through, and then apparently, paid what, it well, no, no, paid when, it when, when, when you go online, you have to know exactly what time you went through, and what pass you went through. Yeah. I didn't know that shit, so I just paid the yeah. maximum toll. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, I I don't know. I, I have a feeling I'm gonna get like some delinquent charge. Right, you're like, gonna you're gonna go back to like, Illinois and just get yeah. arrested. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but no, like I made the I made the terrible decision that when driving down there, I was thinking like we drove down there. We took off. I took off Friday. And I was driving down there, and I'm like. Yeah, we're gonna stop in Madison. We're gonna stop in Milwaukee. We're gonna stop in Chicago. I didn't even think it was. Friday. You can stop in two of those. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think that it was Friday, and that by the time that we got to Chicago, it was gonna be rush hour. Caveat. And I was, I was Adam my hates hair traffic. I hate traffic. Oh well, you should have stopped off at uh, Lagunitas in Chicago for I a couple sh- of hours. I should have, but I was I was going down I ninety. In rush hour, Jesus it took us Christ. two and a half hours to go 17 miles. <laughs> and by the time I got to the exit that I wanted to turn off at, I'm like, fuck this shit. <laughs> and I just, I kept going straight on through to, to Indiana. By the time we got to Indiana, like where we needed to, I'm like, and first I was trying to avoid tolls. But I get lost in a rough neighborhood. Just pay the tolls. And I should have just paid the tolls. And I felt like, I seriously felt like Clark Griswold. <laughs> <laughs> and roll them up. And, <laughs> just and, oh, roll and lock them. I can only imagine but what your wife was thinking through all this. That's, yeah, that's, it was bad. That's kind of what we're going to offer in 2017. So it's... it's uh, Driving you know, with Adam. Crooked you. <laughs> and you, you don't get all the, the funny things of Adam driving through Chicago and, and into, into Indiana. I'm going to get a uh, GoPro. And being, and and being just... super pissed off the entire time because... <laughs> The entire weekend was ruined for him because because he had. Be, I had traffic he had for like traffic. two hours. Yeah, no, no, seriously. No, no I was talking to him joking, on the phone. That's and, no, happened. that's that's what it was. <laughs> and I, I talked I talked to his wife Krista on the phone, and she's like, "Oh, Adam's had to go through a lot of traffic today. He's not very in a good mood." And I went, oh, "Okay, uh, well, that's a very guys, Wisconsin slash Minnesota. You guys, you guys like, can get you guys can get here whenever you please. That's fine. But, we'll you know whatever." <laughs> 
Yeah. No, no, she was a, she's a trooper though. My wife is is a, is a saint for putting up with me. But <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> but no, like we got we basically got into uh Indiana about uh 3 to 4 hours later than we thought we would. And it was it was just uh we hit the pillows and then we just crashed. And um I mean that was after a couple a couple stiff drinks from the the Irish pub that we went to. All but right. um, no, it was uh, it was an interesting ride getting down there, but getting there was it was it was a great time. The redeeming graces of that though is is that you know the food and the beer is great, and and that was uh, when would we shoot that episode? July August. Now that's making me look bad. I want to say July. Well, yeah, but, oh, I mean, the last one I have on here is Dangerous Man. So, so that, that yeah, that was 60. the last. That was the last episode we aired. Uh, the next one actually up is Crooked, Crooked U. U. Um, and so we we shot that. I want to say in August. Um, but we, you know, we went there. We went back into Illinois in one of the suburbs of Chicago. Um, I don't remember the name of the it suburb. It was a southwest. Suburb, and then uh, they shot Pollyanna, Pollyanna. Brewing okay, is, is yep. the name. Is the name of the fantastic brewery. Really good beer. Um, you guys made it into Michigan at all? We have. Uh, well, we not, haven't not, shot not an for, episode. Not there. officially. No, uh, we've. I went on scouted. A, I went yep, on a yeah. road trip up there um, with with my in laws. It was an interesting road trip um, with the in laws, but it was it was fun. Um, I didn't get to stop as many at as many breweries as I wanted to. Uh, the one that in Michigan that we really stopped at was uh, Sioux Brewing, up in Sioux Saint Marie. Okay, it's kind of a small. It seems like a one barrel kind of. Well, there, there's a lot of those. Like, say, yeah. kind of the same thing with like Wisconsin and Minnesota. Uh, Michigan has hit that. Uh, I had a buddy who went to school in Kalamazoo. Yeah, and his favorite brewery was Pawpaw. Okay. Which is a little three barrel operation in Pawpaw. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I say one barrel and they're probably more yeah, than yeah. what they are. But uh you know, they're they're pretty decent. Um for the area. I I sat there and I talked with one of the bartenders for a while. Uh great place. Uh the peop- the locals loved it. Um of that whole trip we, we basically went from northern Minnesota through Michigan. Uh, Sault Ste. Marie down through Door County. How'd you skip Wisconsin? Uh, we went to, we, we went to Wisconsin. <laughs> Door County's uh, in Wisconsin. Magic, Come on. Magic well, no, oh, I know, so, but he said we went through northern Minnesota. Yeah. To <clears throat> Michigan. No, no, northern Minnesota through Michigan and then Door County. He, so ignored, he ignored the part. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 he ignored <laughs> the boring part of Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. So, so we no, went it to, is. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. We, we went to Sioux Brewing. We went to uh, uh, Titletown. Uh, we went to... Starboard Brewing in Sturgeon Bay and uh, Door County Brewing. And Troy and Steph took a took a the, the two of the other ones. Uh, they they went into the mitt of Michigan. You know they went to the Dark Horse and and some of the other more popular breweries mm-hmm. in Michigan. So we've got all of them on the radar. It's just uh, it's a matter of who did they all go to? It was Dark Horse, Bells, and one other one. Yeah, there was another big one. Oh, Founders, Founders is out there. Founders, yeah, they went to and Founders. they also went to New Holland. Yeah, yeah. New, yeah, yeah no, New they're Holland, all in the yeah. same area. And, yeah. and so, so we have all of them on the radar. It's just, 
when you have as many people as we have, seven uh, to move <clears throat> that far, time and the money. Yeah. it's you know, and and we base it, you know, and and that kind of goes into our 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 beer buses. You know, um, that's kind of our money maker. Um, we we bring people to to breweries in the cities, and and we have a good time with it. It it kind of. Uh, gets us the money. Out the it gets us the money cost. so that we can produce more shows. Yep. And and, and so uh, the more brewery trips that we do, the more shows that we do outside of the Minneapolis, you know, Wisconsin area. Well, and that, and that kind of brings me to, uh, I guess, my final question here is: How do you guys decide what breweries you're going to do next? Uh, a lot of it has to do with what we've been to. Yeah. Um, a lot of scouting. We don't. We don't research. really. We don't. So, really so wanna... you guys have to research it before you go to it. You guys won't go to a brewery blindly. Yeah. We we've been burned by it a little in the past. You don't really want to go to a brewery where the beer is kind of subpar. Do an episode and go and try to hype it, mm-hmm. because then the hype is kind of. Yeah. I don't understand well, that and, at all. And, yeah, right. And and, <laughs> and, and, and you, you can cough. You cough. Yeah, you you can un- you can understand it here. And and uh, we we've done it once. Yeah. And we have too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you you can relate with us in, in that little uh, endeavor. But um, we really want to try the beer. And and I'm not saying that we're like the foremost experts in beer. But we know what's good and we know what's not good. Mm-hmm. And so if we've had your beer and we can we can honestly say to our viewers that this beer is good and that you're going to have an excellent time when you go to this brewery, we will do an episode there. Well, And, and seven people tends to be a good sample yeah. size for that. Yeah, it's a and, very good sample size. And we're all from different areas. Um, so like Andy... Where, where the hell are you even from, Andy? <laughs> greater Milwaukee. A little greater bit Milwaukee. of everywhere. The so, greater uh, Milwaukee. The greater area. Milwaukee. Yeah. And then, uh, so he's from uh, Chicago. L- L- <laughs> That's what I figured, right? According to some people that we know. Yeah. Yeah. Traffic is terrible. Landon's from South Dakota. I am from Canada. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we have a wide sampling of people. Well, more is, important than that, you guys have a wide sampling of palettes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That, so, and that's that's more important. And than if we can all about. come together on this one brewery, as you know, if, if we've tried it and we say, yeah, that's that's pretty damn good, and the the atmosphere is something that we would think our viewers are going to like, you know, we're going to do an episode there, and we're and, we don't even have, a, you know, there's no host, so we're it's not like we're hyping it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're letting, themselves. they're hyping themselves, and we just let them do it for themselves. And we have a lot of trust in each other, too. I mean, if, if Landon says something's good or Andy says something's good, yeah. I'm going to believe that it's a good brewery. And You're I, not going to try it first? Uh, oh, I'll, I'll, try, I'll, try it. I'll, I'll try it if I can. But I, the thing is, if they say it's good, yeah. if they... Th- if they we all know what each other likes. Yeah. Um, so if they say like, "Hey, there's a couple beers that I think you're really gonna like," I, I'm about ninety five percent that I'm gonna go down there and I'm gonna know that I'm gonna like a beer that they say I'm gonna like. Yeah. But even going back to Crooked U, that was one that Stephanie was uh, Stephanie scouted out first because she was going back home to Pennsylvania. And then she brought a growler back. She's like, "Hey, I really like this place, but I don't know if you guys will." So try this growler and see what you think. And then we all tried the growler, and we're like, yeah, this is amazing. Let's go down and do that. So it's it's a lot of 
just scouting out and then reporting back to the group. So I, I'm curious, uh, how far to the east or west coast do you uh, guys plan on, like trying to spread out? Like, because I know it's it gets a little bit expensive trying to go out that far, but like at the same time, like uh, how far do you guys plan on? Uh, I would say to... sky's the limit. Sky's the as, limit. As far as like what's possible, I think we should try to. Do I, it. Yeah, yeah, I would say since two, you know, since we the inception in 2014, we've really focused on Midwest, and we've only been in the Midwest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say there's no there's no boundaries. No. If if somebody from the West Coast said, "Hey, we'd really like to, you know, you guys to come out here," and if we had the means to do it and we tried their beer and we knew that was good, I I wouldn't say that there's any reason why we wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that's the West Coast especially, and we we try to keep tabs on breweries in general and, and kind of where things are popping up. We know that the West Coast is hopping right now, yeah. Um, especially Oregon and Washington. They're they're just you know you can't sling a cat as you know the Southerners would say, without hitting a brewery. Um, and and that's and that's the thing. And and you can't really say that any of them are coming out with bad beers. You know, so if somebody would you know were to say that any of them had bad beers, you would go, no, well, we're not going to go there. But um, a lot of them you know, are coming out and, and they're producing good beers from the beginning. So, you know, we're going to move, we'll, we'll probably move West, not necessarily straight West from where we are. Um, and South, uh, Nebraska is really hopping right now. Omaha and Lincoln are really coming up with a lot of, uh, great breweries. Um, you know, Nebraska brewing out of Omaha or La Vista, which is a suburb uh, of Omaha. Perennial out of Nebraska yeah, is really good. It, yeah. And, and um, uh, Zipline out of Lincoln, Nebraska is doing some great beers. Um, so, I, you know, we're, we're all keeping tabs on the areas of the country that we're most familiar with. You know, obviously then, me being from South Dakota, I'm familiar with Nebraska and, and Montana and Wyoming and, you know, Colorado and all those basically things. Basically anywhere other than South Dakota. Right, everywhere, every, every, everywhere that doesn't have trees, all, all of the places, all of the places that also are like South Dakota with no trees, you keep tabs on those places. Yeah. Um, and, and so we're all doing our, our due diligence for the, the places of the country that we're most familiar with. We'd love, uh, you know, as in our name, Taproom travelers, we love to travel. Um, I travel more often than I should, but less <laughs> often than I would like to. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, you know, I went to Hawaii this this last fall, and and Waikiki Brewing was one of the places that I went to, and their beer is completely something different than what you're going to get stateside. Uh, because the water's different, and and that's one of the things that we never think about. That when you thing. when you're going to a brewery is, where is that water coming from? Uh, Hawaii gets all of their their water from rain, yeah. so their beer is gonna and, taste different. And and that's one of the things that Tin Whiskers in our episode that we that's did right. for Tin Whiskers they really hit home on on the, the water the quality. Water quality, yeah. And Valkyrie as well. Valkyrie as well, yeah. Uh, it, it's water is everything. I mean, that's that's the majority of beer is is what the water is like. And Though I will say the biggest thing I took away from the Valkyrie one was the bratwurst. 
right? But that's that's from that's from Louise in Cumberland, Wisconsin, where my wife oh. is uh, is from. So I will it, it, give a shout out to Louise I, in Cumberland, Wisconsin. I'm gonna give another shout out if you get the chance. Go to Bonacasa. <laughs> Bonacasa. Okay, but if you're not familiar with family style, if you're like a com- country bumpkin like myself. Uh, and not familiar with like what family style is. You don't uh, know what Italians are. Yeah. If you don't know what Italians are, uh, realize that family style is more than you can eat. Uh, so, <laughs> Unless you're Carlos. Car- I, 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 that's, that's not a fair. You know what? I bet, that's Carlos, not a fair. I bet Carlos would have a hard time Seriously, taking down family I, style. I, you I, haven't I, met Carlos. I went there. Tonight's the first time I've ever met Carlos. But. I went there with my my wife. My sister and my brother-in-law, and we ordered family style, and they gave you a pizza to start with, like a whole pizza to start with. And we were eating the pizza, and then the waitress came out, and she's like, you better finish that pizza pretty quick, because you're not going to have room on this table. And so we finished the pizza. We seriously, like, the only way that we could touch the table is the area between the plates when they were touching. <laughs> the raviolis and the cavatillis and the meatballs and the sausages and the breadsticks. That and place the- sounds amazing. <laughs> wow. Right? When we make it a trip. So when you, when you think about the sausages from Valkyrie, that is where they come from is Cumberland. And Cumberland is, the like, the Italian capital of Wisconsin. So basically they just start making them in Cumberland and they just reach into right? the... Uh, <laughs> Exactly, that's exactly someone what happens. Cumberland starts feeding it east, and then someone in Dallas just just like just, just starts it, pulling just stuffing it. Yep. it. That's, that's right. why it's such a long sausage. No, <laughs> for for our listeners, how how long is that sausage? And it's seriously, it's over a hundred feet. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I know it's over a hundred yeah. feet, yeah. but. Every year it's more and more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I forget how many they measured yeah, it in meters and stuff. I don't, know. I don't, I don't was, know metric. I want to say they said 160 you. in the episode that we shot. Yeah. It was 160 foot bratwurst, yeah. is what yeah. it was. Anne and Randy are upping it every year. Right. Uh, so they, we shot that episode two years ago, so it's probably to 200 feet at this point. I went, it could be, yeah. I went to the Oktoberfest two years, excuse me, two years ago. And they were out of the bratwurst by ten thirty in the morning. Oh yeah. So, well, the, the the thing that I'm most impressed of is their like their cooking system because they make like a trough of charcoal yeah, all exactly. the way down yeah. with like a metal grate on it. Like that is impressive. It is. <laughs> the, it's very the thing impressive. That, uh, I have to interject. The thing that I find more impressive is the fact that they shoot off their cannon. Every in every the ballpark, like, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, but it's just to, a cannon. To, like. yeah, a, but, but if you know Anna Randy, I'm like. They, it's just them. Like, yeah. like they they used to be, and, and a lot of people don't realize this, but they used to be Viking Brewery, and they sold the rights to that, and they became Valkyrie. Uh, but when they were selling off, uh, selling off the rights to Viking, they put all of their Viking memorabilia into a boat. Pushed it out into a and into a it? pond and burned it. Oh, they gave they it shot, a Viking funeral. That's Vikings. amazing. Yeah, they, they shot a burning arrow into it and burned yeah. it on the lake. They had one so, of their friends who was a professional archer shoot the burning arrow. That is into amazing. The so the, like those, 
Anne and Randy are just amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's no other word. If you've to never been to Valkyrie, that. just go up and talk to those guys. All right, Carlos, exactly. you got to schedule our uh, yeah. visit up to Randy Valkyrie. Randy will Valkyrie. talk. <laughs> <laughs> but in I'll there, in there right again. on that. Randy will talk your ear off for like an hour and a half, but you will enjoy every single minute. Hey, of it. that's really good for an yeah. audio podcast. Exactly. Not but see, this, 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 all, <laughs> this all goes back into the reason that we're doing all of this is because the people behind the beer. Is it, it makes the beer? They're taste, more interesting than beer. In it itself. makes the beer taste better. Really, you can drink a beer and go, "Well, you know, that's beer." And then all of a sudden, you get the story behind it, and you go, "Wow, well, that, that beer really tastes good. a whole lot better than yeah. it did before." When you get somebody that you go up there and they recognize you, um, so I we don't go up to Valkyrie all that often, but we go up there and Ann and Randy will be like, "Adam, how are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Do you want a ruby red? Do you, like, they they, upset they, by two they, points. They, they remember, like, they remember least, what like, you yeah, want. Right? And, and they might not even remember your name, but at least they yeah. recognize you. And like, yeah. How they are know you who doing? you belong Good to. See to. You yeah. again. Exactly. And like, like Pitchfork, Mike. You're they, right. They, they I remember yeah. you. <laughs> of course, there's uh, not a reason I keep going back there. Also, when you come to trivia, man. I'm so angry at myself that I missed the last one. Hey, the next one is on the 8th. I think it's the 18th. I don't if know. you stop doing it on a Wednesday, the rest of us will come. Yeah. Well, well I, w- it, I would it, like it to stop doing it on Wednesday. We can't find a sober they driver back to Eau Claire. because <laughs> I live in Hudson now. I live right across the yeah. road from it. So just yeah. sleep at his place. Well, he... Uh, I have to Honestly, I should start sleeping at his place. I don't know what happened. I should not drive home. Yes, Maybe sometimes, yes, Casey. Seriously, if you need a place to stay, we got extra place. If I if I had a government job like Adam, I would love. It's a date. It's a date, Adam. Andy and I go stay together. After the show, I'll give you guys the date. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I my wife. Honestly, I, I feel like well, we've been going for almost two hours now. Oh wow! Uh, wow. I'm, if we go any longer, I'm we're sorry gonna beat we Mike's record, and he's gonna be mad. <laughs> we don't. We don't want to break Mike's record. No. We, just, no. So we should probably start playing some outro music here. There we go. Uh, before we uh, wrap up here, do you guys want to throw out your? All your social media stuff and plug your shit. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow us on uh, Facebook at Taproom Travelers. You can follow us on Twitter at Taproom Travelers. Instagram. We're Instagram, Taproom Travelers. Indeed. Or not indeed. On tap. Indeed. That's a brewery, man. Yeah. And, that's, and that's, why Andy, brewery that's why Andy doesn't normally to, uh, talk. That's why he's fired after this. That's right. So. <laughs> uh, we're, we're on all of the social medias. We'd love to hear from you. We love to uh, talk with our people. So. Exactly, and, and we do a lot of brewery bus tours, so uh, we're always planning new bus tours. Typically, we leave from uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, but we're looking at uh, starting a few from uh, the Twin Cities and going elsewhere, so follow our channel, and uh, we'll take you to some breweries you love. Where do you guys post the uh, bus tour announcements? Uh, on your Facebook or? Uh, on our, we'll on do our website at we'll taprootravelers.com okay. and on Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And usually I'll do Twitter and Instagram. And how often are new episodes released on uh, uh, YouTube? We try to do one a month. Uh, Depending you know, on the editing schedule, like we said. 
it's all rotating. what about the like the behind the scenes stuff like i was watching some of uh your round guys tables? round tables <laughs> and those are pretty good uh, that's pretty much what we do you're like, like the fourth person that said that so we actually stopped doing those <laughs> Okay, well, honestly, those should be podcasts. And <laughs> I have some Probably notes for be. you guys after we're done. What, you, so. know what, you know what we'll do? We'll start, we'll start coming doing roundtables here. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I would love it. We, we you guys are it. welcome anytime. Absolutely. I we'll would love it. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, that's the Taproom Travelers. Make sure you guys follow them on social media. If you guys want to support us at Blind News Studios, uh, go ahead and head on over to blindnewsstudios.com. Click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage. Do all your Amazon shopping through that. We get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. Really helps us out a lot. Or if you want to support us more directly, uh, click on the Patron link at the bottom of, at the bottom of our homepage. Uh, or go to patreon.com slash blindnewsstudios and become a patron. As little as a buck a month really helps us out a lot. Um, otherwise, just go ahead and send us some feedback at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week.